The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Just before Supernatural, someone shared an amazing testimony with me. I've had a few, a couple, so I know God is already moving in our midst. Um, in her company where she works, an amazing door opened um, for a new level or a new work, broader work, international and things like that. And our bosses just called her and told her that we are considering you for this position. Somebody say new thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody has told me during the week of Supernatural, she got a contract of about 20 million naira. Somebody say new thing. In fact, that same person said he had been looking for a new office space. And that week also God provided a lovely space that she was trusting God for. Somebody shout new thing. And I'm sure there are several of us that have one testimony or the other, big or small. Um, in fact, what I want to do this morning is to teach you how to recognize new things so that you can celebrate them. I've shared this with us over and over again. Some people never see the fullness of God's manifestations. It's the story of the ten lepers. Because the first one that God did, either they didn't recognize that it was God. You know, sometimes things happen, some people attribute it to luck. <laughs> or to their own self. Ah, it's how good I was. Or to somebody else. And fail to give glory to God. Jesus told the, ah, were they not ten cleansed? Why is it just one that has deemed it faith, paraphrasing, to come and give glory to God? Came back to give God has done this, so it was leprosy before. But now, as we were going, the leprosy has stopped. It was there yesterday, it's no longer there. Something has changed. And it wasn't until he did that, or you can look at it this way, it was after he did that, that Jesus now said, go and be made whole. The other nine did not get go and be made whole. You will not miss out on your go and be made whole in the name of Jesus. He's sensitive. God is in the neighborhood. Hallelujah. God is in the neighborhood. You don't come for a conference like Supernatural and not know that God is doing something in your life. Even the devil knows. Ask him that God is doing something in your life. Even the devil knows that God, ask him if you, if you know how to talk to the devil. <laughs> he will tell you, Pastor T, I, I know God is doing something in your life. <laughs> I mean, the kind of meetings we had. You can't cook those things up. Oh. I hope you know that one. And we've been doing this for God no, two, over two decades now. Okay, even if you cooked it up last year, 20 something years, how? It's like Nicodemus told Jesus, no man can do these things you are doing. It is impossible. It can't be done by human effort. Except God be with him. Can you help me tap your neighbor and say, God is with us in this church. God is with us in this house. Hey, they've stopped talking now. Say, God is with us in this service. God is with us this season. God is forever with us. That's what he said. I will never leave you. Some people allow Lagos traffic to rob them of the secret of that scripture. Because they drove through three hours traffic, it's as if God has abandoned them. No. I was in that traffic too. I stayed praising God inside my car. That's what to do. Not to be frowning and grinding your face all over the place. Hallelujah. God.
God is with us. There is nothing that can happen or that cannot happen that can change that. Particularly with all the evidences we have seen already. Hallelujah. And the way to get the next one. Is anybody interested in the next one? Or are you satisfied already? You are sure? The way some of you are looking, is either you feel satisfied or you don't even think God is with us. Which one is it? The way to get the next one is to praise him for the last one. And you need to know how to recognize the hand of God, the finger of God, the move of God in your life. I love that story, Reverend Femi. He shared it again during Spanish that keeps telling us. Talking about Peter and his partners. That if you start the story, it will sound as if it was only Peter that Jesus was interested in. He came, there were two boats, he chose Peter's boat. But he didn't have a plan for just Peter. He had a plan for Peter and his partners. And if you read down at the end of the story, it wasn't only Peter that had the great catch. He and his partners had the great catch. And not only Peter came into the ministry, Peter and his partners came into the ministry. So when Jesus approached them, even though it looked as if it was Peter's testimony he was only doing, ultimately the plan was for Peter and his partners. So sometimes the way God will start what he has for your life, somebody say my life, is to start working on your neighbor's life. That's why the Bible tells us things like rejoice with those that rejoice. Oh, it's not your own testimony yet. No, you're not the one getting married. No, you're not the one that got a car. You're not the one that got a house. You're not the one that got pregnant. You're not the one that did that. But somebody next to you is doing it. It's a clear indication that you are next in line. That is how to think. Now, you may be tempted to be jealous. You may be tempted to be envious. You should now learn to overcome those temptations. God is no respecter of persons. If he heals one, he has healed all. Oh, hallelujah. If he caused one to get married, he has caused all to get married. It's only a matter of time. And that your own has not yet manifested simply means your own will be the latest edition. I mean, these things are so simple and so true. But they will only benefit you when you allow them to frame your perspective and your attitude and the words you are speaking. So that your expectation can be in place. Glory be to God. I will say to you again, don't allow one year yet date to make you get depressed. I mean, it's stupid. That there's no other way. Particularly, okay, I can understand if you are 15. But after you have lived so many decades on the face of the earth, so there are some lessons you should know. It doesn't matter whether it's December 28th or December 31st. It doesn't make any difference. God lives out of time and it is God I'm dealing with. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Okay, the first year you got depressed, second year, but now, particularly now that Pastor has taught you. Don't allow any year and all these people that, people that jump off Tottenham Bridge because it's 15th of December. I mean, hallelujah. Lift your hands again and say, I'm finishing well. All right. I have just little time left. Matthew 13, 52. So tap your neighbor and say, welcome to the aftermath. And in case you don't understand what that means, maybe you are new in church or you didn't hear it when we set up the principle. After 
every major event or encounter with God, the things you do, the days and the weeks after are of utmost importance. You can even argue they are even more important than the event itself or the preparation for the event. Those are the three phases, the preparation phase, the event, and the aftermath phase. So that six months from today, we will still see the hand of God that happened on your life. Glory be to God. We will still see the new thing that God did in your life. Can I hear loud amen? And then more new things. Several examples in scripture, but probably the biggest is the children of Israel. After God delivered them from Egypt, what they did, after they, they crossed the Red Sea and all those things, the unbelief, the grumbling, the murmuring, the complaining, after the great deliverance, it caused many of them to die in the wilderness. Only two people, in the, the adult, only two adults in that generation made it into the promised land. That wasn't the plan of God. This is after Pharaoh had died. <laughs> Let me bring into our context, after supernatural. And not a serious supernatural. So this is not a time to be asleep spiritually. Even if you are taking some rest physically or emotionally, you must be sensitive in the spirit. So that what God has done can be properly established in your life. And the manifestations can be there for years and decades and generations. I mean, look at this. Well, this ministry is celebrating 21 years. It is not every ministry that God called, when Dr. K got called, that is still alive. Doctors of doing 21 years. Oh, yes, the call came in 1990. But what have you done after the call came? That is what will determine whether you will see a 21st anniversary or a 22nd anniversary or a 25th anniversary or a 50th anniversary. The aftermath is important. Probably more important than the event itself. Probably more important. And the earlier you learn this principle and live by it. Some people don't live by it. Live by it. And I'm not just talking church for your marriage. After, okay, you got married. <laughs> what is happening now? Oh, you got a job. You got a promotion. You had a baby. You built a new house. After, after. I mean, it's amazing. And again, it boils down to nothing but foolishness. Thank God we now have the spirit of wisdom in Christ Jesus. And thank God we now have the mind of Christ. That's how we're able to know these things and learn these things. You prayed, you fasted, you meditated on God's word, you confessed God's word, the breakthrough now came. And after, you stop praying. You stop fasting. You stop meditating on the word. Having begun in the spirit, are you now going to be perfected in the flesh? After. I remember the first person that started opening my eyes to this thing was Kenneth Copeland. He said there's something called the counter-attack of the devil. And when Satan knows he can't stop you from coming to church, stop you from coming to the conference, stop you from getting the word, stop you from receiving the revelation, stop you from praying the prayer, one of his most effective strategies is that he waits after you have the victory 
and then boom, comes again. Jesus said it this way. They cast out the devil from a man. And the devil departed from a season. And then he came back. And he found out that the house was garnished, swept and clean. And watch what the devil did. He said he didn't come back inside. He went to bring seven more wicked devils than himself. And came back with seven more wicked devils. And the state of that man after was worse than the event. Because after they delivered him, he got careless. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Yeah. That will not be your story. Praise the Lord. So I encourage you again, take this days and weeks seriously. It, it can be very tricky. It's Christmas season. Of course, you're going to have time of holiday, family and all that. There's nothing wrong with that. But understand these realities I'm sharing with you. The first year I remember we started taking it seriously was Pastor Noel was still, the, I, I keep repeating these stories. Pastor Noel was still director of operations then. And he said, ah, what is wrong with us? That when we, we do major conference, everybody just goes to sleep for three, four weeks. Some people don't come back spiritually until February. February. We, and those days, we used to do supernatural in November. The Benke's birthday. November 21st, that week. After that final week of November, some people just take spiritual vacation. By the time they want to open their eyes in the spirit in February, I mean, Satan has wrecked the year ahead. Or some people two, three years ahead. Then some people are forever catching up. Forever catching up. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Say with me, I'm forever moving forward. You are not talking like you are understanding what I'm saying, no. <laughs> Praise God. Say, I'm consolidating. Glory upon glory. Favor upon favor. Grace for grace. Faith for faith. Not that I move forward, take one step forward and take two steps backwards. And take two steps forward and one step backward. And you now look at your life, five years have gone by, it's as if you've not made any significant progress. Somebody say to Fiatba. Uh -huh. You understand those ones? Hallelujah. And it's simply the kind of decisions, attitude, actions you take at times like this. Glory, glory be to God. Times like this, seasons like this. And it's not just general things, sometimes personal things. Maybe you are praying one day and God gives you a word, tells you something that rattles your system. I keep telling the story of the day I was praying and God said, I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. That was the day I believe God broke the power of barrenness and miscarriages in our marriage and our life. What I did after that word came, is what has made a difference whether we are where we are today or not. Thank God the word came home. That was the event. And thank God I was in a position to hear the word. That was the preparation. Okay, now God has told you Satan is afraid of the blood. You now start taking communion casually. For me, ah, they will tell you never more the blood of Jesus, Pastor T. alone has drunk. When you get there, just go. <laughs> I'm telling you. They will tell you, ah, it's only Pastor T. Like this one. <laughs> you know that's a joke. But you get the point. After. Did anybody receive a word from God during supernatural? Do you believe God did something new in your life? Did you receive an instruction? Did you receive a direction? Do you feel fresh grace, fresh mercy has come upon you? What are you going to do with it? 
And I tell you, the days and the weeks immediately after are the most important. It's like that story of the, the, um, the pool of Bethesda. That the angel comes and stares the waters. You see, the Old Testament are types and shadows of spiritual realities. And they said he's the first person that jumps in that gets healed. Now that doesn't mean it's only one person that will get a revelation. But the point is this. You respond. You move. You act. Immediately after God has done his own part. If you wait, you won't seize the opportunity. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I prophesy over your life. By this time tomorrow, and by that I mean days from today, weeks from today, months from today, even years and decades and generations from today, the effect of what God has done in your life through Calvary's cross, and specifically this morning through Supernatural 2018, they will still be evident in your life in the name of Jesus. We will still be seeing them. The children God gives you will still be seeing them. The breakthrough God gives you will still be seeing them. The grace God gives you will still be seeing them. The anointing God gives you will still be seeing them. The promotion God gives you will still be seeing them. You will still be enjoying them. We will still be seeing them. You will still be enjoying them. We will still be seeing them. And God will still be getting the glory in the name of Jesus. Know that God delivers you from the hand of Pharaoh. You now come and die in one year, year wilderness. Somebody said to Fiakpa. Know that you will cross the Red Sea. You will now die in one year, year wilderness. You cross Red Sea. And your life is still like this. No. Somebody said to Fiakpa. Praise the Lord. You cross Red Sea. God took you by the hand. God parted the river. Ice on this side, ice on that side. Made a road through the sea. And you now died in one wilderness. Ah, no, no. So it's out of Yakba. Not me. Hallelujah. Not me. Glory be to God. Look, I know what I'm talking about. When I came to King's Word 20-something years ago, Pastor Lyons used to tell me that a lot. That I replaced one guy that was, I can't even remember the guy's name anymore. That what I used to do then, there was somebody that used to do it, that the guy just left the ministry. And nobody in those days could have thought that Pastor T would be the director of a place. For where? How? Pastor Linda was not even interested in getting a relationship because she thought I wasn't called to be a pastor. And I didn't look like it. But supernatural after supernatural, meeting after meetings, God was adding things. And thank God I did not lose them. Now they will put anointing on you to be pastor. Six months later, you are no longer where to be found again. And what God had in store for you is that, hey, in year 10, you will be director of operation. But you didn't receive it, or you received it, oh, but you now didn't consolidate it. What happens after matters? Probably the most. Probably the most. Hallelujah. So for us in this church, and this season is from now to the end of January. And again, those of you that have been here, this year's season for me is probably the most important season. We start in October, and we end it in January. We finish the calendar year well. We start the new calendar year strong. And by that 31st day of January, and please don't get 
under pressure because of date. So date is so that we can correlate calendar. It's not to put pressure on our lives. Are you with me? Everything God has ordained for you to have in 2018, I prophesy over your life, such things will have been properly consolidated into your life. And you can go on from there. Oh, glory be to God. So please, everything we've said matters. I won't have the time to go through all that. The instruction God gives you matters. The instruction God gives the church matters. Pray. Pray. Join the prayer meetings. As, look, you don't have an option not to be prayerful in this kind of church. Let me share some things with you. Some of you that are sensitive may notice. I have deliberately stopped leading many of the pursuit prayers. I hardly even lead any now. I'm now giving that to us. Pastor. We have moved on. No? Some of us have changed levels. So. We have moved, though. Don't think because you are seeing me here like this, we are still like that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there are some things. Maybe a pastor says, they too must grow. And they too must learn. And talking to those of you that things have been committed to your hand, I mean, supernatural, like I always tell our leaders, is a test. We're going to assess everybody. We know the ones that are going to go to the next level. We know the ones that have to repeat. We know the ones that have to replace. I'm telling you the mission, the church is moving forward. We are not where we were last year, Kingswood. And that's not to put anybody under pressure. That's to let everybody know, look, find your place, function from there. God is a rewarder. It's inside your Bible. I know reward and grace sometimes sound oxymoronic. So people may not be able to reconcile that. Because grace speaks of free gift and reward speaks of compensation. But God is both. When you get to heaven, maybe God will help you reconcile it. And you've got to know how to both receive grace and enjoy rewards. Somebody say, I receive grace and I enjoy rewards. And this is the simple reconciliation. The grace of God, one of the things they come to do is to strengthen you to do what God has called you to do. So that God can reward you. Hallelujah. So these things that God has told us in this church, prayer, the word, all, all the, the message of supernatural, everybody, let me look into your neighbor's eyes and say, that includes you. God, God told me this morning, there are some people in your church, the new thing they need to do is to go and invest in getting equipment that they can be using to hear the word. Whether it's a CD or a phone or a tape that you can keep hearing. That, that's your own new thing. Because you, you never, it's only the word the pastor preaches on Sunday that you hear. And that's not enough. I'm rushing out to, I've not even entered my message. So if all you have is what pastor says on Sunday, it's not remotely enough. I, I called the media guys yesterday. Get me all the supernatural messages. I want to put it. And I start listening. Apart from King's Word, there are some other ministers that over the years, that are not in King's Word that God has connected me to, that I know bless me, get me the day to do their convention. Get me their own messages. I mean, on my phone, on my computer, last three, four years, 
That is my food spiritually for weeks and months from now. That's how to do this thing. God spoke and you thought your head can understand it. How? Are you God's mate? So you need to hear it like 1,000 times before you even begin to remotely comprehend what God is trying to tell you. Most likely you are misinterpreting what God is saying. God doesn't speak English or Yoruba or whatever language you are speaking. God is spirit. So you may need to hear what he told you. I mean, Reverend George prophesied under a dangerous anointing and you think you got it? For how? For where? You've not gotten it yet. Maybe after 200 times of hearing that prophecy. Maybe, maybe. Depending on where you are. <laughs> so the new thing, God told me that this morning. Some people, their new thing is they should go and buy a CD player. Ah, I don't have the money. You believe God for the money. That's your own faith project. Some people are believing God for house. You, your faith project is CD recorder. I remember the days when we used to believe God to buy Kenneth Copeland tapes. Ah, let me tell you one story. Pastor and I were still living together then. So I had one aunt in England. Ah, what do you want? Of course, T-shirt and all. I said, no, no, buy me. Kenneth Copeland just did one conference. Get me the box set. That's what we were using our faith for then. Of course, we couldn't travel to Kenneth Copeland's conference. Thank God, at least we can travel now, but we couldn't go. But at least we can buy the tape. Then what is, so the tape came. We had the tape, oh, it's box set those days, like 30-something tapes. So one morning, Pastor Nena wanted to record his own copy. Watch what he now did, one of the messages. Instead of putting the original inside the play, you get the picture. <laughs> he almost killed himself that day. After about 30 minutes of recognizing the error. But that, that's how we used to live then. So we recorded the empty tape on. <laughs> that told me that what this man said, there's one devil that doesn't want us to hear it. No Satan can, in trying to obstruct your life, can show you his hand. We finished one supernatural session. I think that's the last uh, minister's conference. I mean, I knew in that meeting that, chai, my life has changed again. As I was going, one last man now arrested me on the road. I just, I, I just laughed and just left. And I said, Satan, you're not going to collect what God has collected from me. So you know, Satan, sometimes it's just showing you that, ah, I can't remember the last time last man stopped me on the road. But the marriage interpretation is Satan got so angry. Let me try and depress Pastor T, but I just dodged him. I just... <laughs> Hallelujah. Tap your neighbor and say, go and get your word. It does not belong in a tape or a CD. Somebody's not talking. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't belong in a tape. It doesn't belong in a CD. It belongs in your heart. And it's work to get the word of God from a conference, a city, into your heart. I will tell those of you that have not had, or those of you that have had, but are not practicing it again. I get it on my CD, inside my car. I have no business with Radio FM. Once in a while I may listen. You enter my car, is what they said, that they are saying. It's on my laptop, so maybe I'm in the office, and it's on my phone. Somehow, somehow, this thing must enter my heart. These are the things you should be doing. God said things like everybody sow a year and seed, and you start at your level. So it's not a matter of I don't have one million. No, that's not what he said. You just sow. 
you shouldn't attend a conference like Supernatural and you've not put seed inside that conference. Ministers should not come and pronounce blessings over you, particularly if you are able and you've not sown towards the minister. This is year-end season. I don't know whether you saw it all over social media. See people giving to the poor, left, right, and center. One church said, hey, we did 20,000 families in Lagos. Okay, you can't 20,000. Can you do half for somebody give to the poor? These are the things you do to position yourself if you're expectant for what God is about to do in the future. Give offerings as God has enabled you. I only have 1,000 errors. Split your 1,000 errors as God leads you into the different places. I've been doing these things for decades now and it's working. Hallelujah. On all fronts. Family working, career working, ministry working, health working. We are not lucky people. Hello? I need to preach that to somebody. We are not lucky. We are blessed by the grace of God. And these are the ways we receive that grace because grace is not selective. The grace of God has appeared unto all men. Tell your neighbor that includes you, man or woman. But some people just don't know how to receive it. Hallelujah. All right, let me close. Praise God. Has somebody received something this morning? Matthew 13. You, how do you recognize a new thing? And a lot has been taught to us, um, said over us in the conference. About, so I'm not going to touch on what has been said. The job of a resident pastor is to add and balance what the guest speakers have said. This came to my hand. One of the speakers, I'm not even sure who it was, was saying something about um, Tokumbo not being a new thing. And that is true in the light of what he was saying. But Tokumbo can be a new thing. I'm a bit ahead of myself. Please watch this very carefully. Tokumbo can be a new thing. I don't know about Tokumbo on this, but... A recycled husband can be a new thing. Recycled wife can be a new thing. And it's not that what he was saying was wrong. I'm, you see, this is the job of reality. You now balance. Because the problem with many of us in receiving from God is how we are interpreting what is being said. And it's because we are not listening on a spirit level. Watch this text, Matthew 13, 52. Glory be to God. Then he said to them, Jesus said to them, Therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of God. So we need to be instructed. That's what I've been doing. We do a lot of that in this church. Somebody say, Father, I receive grace. And I receive hearing ears. And a listening heart to receive instructions. Very, very vital. We can talk a lot about instruction concerning the kingdom. There's a way the kingdom of God operates. There's a way the grace of God operates. There's a way the blessing of God operates. And part of that is understanding the aftermath. So, he said every scribe concern, instructed concerning the kingdom is like a householder, watch this, which brings out of his treasure things new and old. 
And that's how the new works. It's an operation of new things and old things. I know we call it the new. And we are saying new things. But it works by new and old. Ah, they just told me God is doing new things. So you know what? I'm going to get a new husband. I'm going to sack this, my husband, of 20 years. How many years have you, uh, Pastor Joshua and, and Sitarana says, ah, they just prophesied new things. All things new. All things have passed away. <laughs> so Pastor Joshua has passed away in my life. In 2019, God is bringing a new husband. You too, you know something is wrong. <laughs> is that the newness God planned for her in a marriage? So, the newness is going to include this old husband. <laughs> the new, so, Tokumbo can be new. Again, balancing that specific thing. Because some people now, the, the new thing God is bringing to them is Tokumbo. And, ah, they told us in that conference, Tokumbo is not new. And you are now looking for something else. First of all, you are not thanking God for the one he brought. You are not praising God because in your own mind now, they told you Tokumbo is not new. And in the spirit and the context of whatsoever, I can't remember what I said it. He wasn't saying that God cannot give you a token, but that's not really his point. His point is that you just can't be doing recycle, recycle. Sometimes God will give you a brand new thing. <laughs> that's what he was saying. But the way it works is new and old. Somebody say new and old. So when we say new things, it doesn't mean there will be no old things. Involved. It doesn't mean that. That's not what we're saying. So don't be that person that when God is doing something with the old things, so let me say this way, doing something new with the old things in your life, as the newness he has in store for you today, you are so caught up in looking for the new something, you are not recognizing the new thing God is doing with the old. Three major points God told me to share with you. Number one, you need to properly, comprehensively, and accurately define what newness means for you. So, for Mrs. Moronfolu, newness in her marriage is not God giving her a different husband. That can be for a sister that doesn't have a husband now, whether she wasn't married before, or she was married before and the marriage is now dissolved or something. Not for you that you already have a husband that is there with you. Define what newness means in your career. It doesn't mean you're going to get another job. Hello? It doesn't mean you're going to get another job. It doesn't mean, Pastor Tina, I'm going to get another ministry so I should not leave Kingsford and go to HOTR. God is doing a new thing. Ah, why? <laughs> said this to us before, the primary main people is you don't properly, comprehensively, and accurately define what God is saying. What is newness? Where my ministry is concerned? At least to the level of what I can comprehend and revelation I have, by the help of the Holy Ghost. So, so that when God begins to move, you know when to give God glory. I told you the story. When God started talking to me about restoration. So God told me, write down the things you want to see restored, both the big things and the small things. So when God brought back my, let me just use cufflink for now, I knew God was restoring because I had defined it and I gave him the glory for it and I shared testimony. 
Some people, God has moved. Finger of God, though. That cough link is not the top of my list, but it was, thank God, I defined it. So when God moved and restored that thing, because I had defined it, I didn't behave like the leper, that God stopped leprosy and you don't have sense to come and give God glory. Because you don't define what healing is for you. Define properly, comprehensively, accurately. What is newness for me financially? What is newness for me spiritually? So, you've not been a prayerful person. And you now, by the grace of God, God spoke to you, you know, going forward, I want you to take your prayer life more seriously. So, that may be okay. I will just start joining pursuits once or twice a week. It doesn't mean you have to start praying like Pastor T that has been doing it consistently for over two decades. So, someone now, God has helped you. Three, four weeks have come now. You have been able to make at least one prayer meeting. That's newness already. Start thanking God. But if you don't define it that way, ah, I'm not here as spiritual as Pastor T. And even though God is doing a major move in your life spiritually, you are not giving him glory for what he's doing. If I'm making sense to you, shout a loud hallelujah. hallelujah. So number two, a feed up from that. Newness doesn't necessarily mean another. Married women, you're not going to get another husband. Another or different. That is not newness in your marriage. Uh, not that Pastor T is now not good enough. The RMD is now my new husband. No! <laughs> newness for you may be God doing something fresh. In fact, that's where I'm coming to that. With Pastor T. Same old guy. Same old job. See, it's both new and old. Yes, all things passed away when I got born again. But it's still the same body that you've had since you were born from your mother's womb. God didn't give you um, RMD's body now. So you are short, slim, like Pastor Inca. You now got born again. You now became tall, dark, and random like RMD. No, that's not how it works. And yet, all things have passed away. And all things have become new. But it's still the same old body. Same old body. It's both new and old. So, newness doesn't necessarily mean another or different. Are you getting that? And lastly, please catch this. Because honestly, a major part of you getting the next is you being grateful. And being thankful for the last. Ah, I know I've said it like three or four times in this service. Let me say it again. A major part of getting the next. Somebody say, Father, I thank you for the next miracle in my life. I thank you for the next breakthrough in my life. Thank you for the next promotion in my life. A major key or a major part of you experiencing that next is thanking God for the last. So if in your own mind, newness simply means God must give you a different thing, and God is not doing different in your life, and yet God has done something significant, but simply because of the way you see newness, particularly the kind of examples that were given in the conference you just attended, and you didn't allow the Spirit of God to break that down to you in the place of prayer, 
God has already done five miracles in your life in the last week, but you've not seen them. You've not given him the glory that is due his name. And I tell you, if you're like that, you won't see the next one for next week. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. So please catch this. And this is really where I'm going. This is the main point for today. A big part. Let's read a text. Lamentations chapter 3. So that this point can sink in very well. And I know many of us are familiar with this. Lamentations 3. As we close this morning. Hallelujah. From verse 20. Verse 22. Watch this. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new when? Every morning. Somebody say every morning. Say every morning. Every week. Every month. Every year. Great is your faithfulness. Look at verse 24. The Lord is my portion. Says my soul. Therefore. Look at verse 25. Still the same train of thoughts. The Lord is good to those who do what? To the soul that does what? Verse 26. It is good. Remember we are talking about his mercy that is new every morning. No? It is good that one should what? Hope and wait quietly for? Look at verse 27. It is good for a man to do what? In his youth. Hallelujah. Now, keep that text in mind and everything that um, Jeremiah described there. A big part. This is the main thing God told me to share with you this morning. And I pray that God will help you. A big part of newness. Probably even the greater portion. So, newness 100%. This may be 50%, 60%, 70%, 80% of the newness God is going to do in your life. A big part of that is not a different car or a different husband or a different job or another car or another husband or another job. That is obviously included in newness. But a big part of it is freshness. When the Bible takes notes, it's a major part of it is freshness. The same old thing that God has been doing, God is just doing it again, new every morning. You know how many mornings God has given you in your life? This year alone, 300 and how many now? <laughs> A new year. You are not going to go to another planet, so it's not like in 2019 you are not going to Mars. No, you are this same earth. That you have been living from when you were born. From Genesis 1. We've not replaced the earth since. But yet God is new every morning. How does a day happen? We are, the earth is just spinning on the same axis. It's not that a new day. You know, it's, it's not really a new day. That's why scriptures like there's nothing new under the sun are also inside your Bible. Eh? What is happening? You are really on the same spot, sir. You've been on the same spot for how old are you now, sir? Forty something years. You have been on. We are just spinning, <laughs> and then we are going around the sun. 
Same song, no? we, we, it's, we're just refreshing it. It's not that, ah, the song of 2019. Hmm. In 2019, God is, is, is going to give us a new song. No, it's the same old song, sir. The same Genesis one song. It's just fresh. Same moon, same old moon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What this one? Same old God. You are not getting another God next year. <laughs> or you want another God? <laughs> I love that song. I keep step singing. Go so long room to the beat. But it's the same alone room. The same alone room you had in 2018. I pray for you. Maybe the same alone room for you in 2019. Before you go and start looking for another God. So newness is not, it's not another. It's not a different God. It's freshness. This may be 80% of your newness manifest. You are not going to get another God. Though. You are not going to get another grace. Eh? Or you want another grace. Paul placed the course on those people that were looking for another grace. You are not going to hear another gospel. <laughs> or you want another gospel. It's not a different gospel. Same gospel. And what is Freshness. Freshness means reusing the old in a new way. And that's where some people are, have problem. They are not ready to pray the same prayer again. You're going to pray the same prayer. We are not getting a new Bible next year. You can call it Revised Standard Version. It's the same Bible that God <laughs> wrote. Ephesians 1.18 that you prayed. You are going to pray it again this year. So all these people that keep looking for new things, be careful how you define new. Same Bible we are going to use. Most likely the same pastor T that will be your pastor. I'm the one that's going to preach next Sunday. <laughs> or you want another pastor T? <laughs> just, just freshness. <laughs> it's both new and old. Both new and old. Same prayer. So it's the same pursuit we are going to do this week. But may you do it freshly. And that's where some people miss it. There's no freshness. Because they are busy looking for another car. Hey, it's the Tokumbo car you are going to get, sir. But you handle it freshly. It's the Tokumbo husband or wife. Oh, okay. Not Tokumbo. Well-used <laughs> husband. We are 17 years now. It's well used. <laughs> and yet, God is doing a new thing in my marriage. So imagine if Pastor is looking for another tall, dark, and handsome. I say, ah, God, where's the new thing? And not getting up and thanking God from the bottom of her heart for the first thing God is doing in Pastor T's life. And I'm telling you, God is doing something fresh. in Pastor. Her, her, her problem is she doesn't understand when God says new. She thinks God is speaking English. No, God is speaking spirit. And a major part of newness in the spirit is freshness. That's all. Yeah. The same Holy Ghost. So you, those of you that didn't want to embrace the Holy Ghost last year, it's the same Holy Ghost that is coming back in 2018. We are not giving you another Holy Ghost. Same old Holy Ghost. The one that fell in Acts chapter 2. Same guy. There's no, there's no Holy Ghost 2.0. <laughs> now, it may come in a new dimension, so we bring some new... But 
let me tell you, 80, 90, 70 of what the Holy Ghost will do in your life is recycled. And that's your newness. That's your newness. Praise the Lord. Someone said it's real supernatural. I don't know whether you caught it. Raising the dead. They've been raising the dead in the Old Testament now. So Jesus raising the dead is not new. That the only new thing Jesus really did was that he now made a way for us to get to God. Feeding the poor. They've been feeding the poor. All those miracles, they were just, they were just recycled. New things though, were recycled. Apart from his blood that now replaced the blood of bulls and goats. Practically 99% of what he did in his earthly ministry was recycled, fresh. So don't get so hung up in looking for another car, a different husband, a different job, a different suit, a different whatever it is, that you are blind to appreciate God for the recycled freshness. But I'm telling you, 80, 90, 70% of the new things are going to be recycled. And it's still new. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Rise on your feet. Lift those hands to heaven. And now think back over the last one week. And thank God for all the new things he has already brought into your life that you failed to thank him for. Thank, thank God for that husband. Though. Thank God for that. Thank God for that wife. Thank God for those children. Oh, God is doing a new thing. Thank God for that job. Thank God for that boss. Um, Ogad Joseph, you are going to be in Potiphar's house, in prison. It's going to be 13 years. Same old people that are enslaving you. But all the while, God is doing something new. It's just one year we're going to move you to the palace. So, but if 13 years. Glory be to God. And yet, his mercy is new every moment. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.